In this episode, we continue the 10 commandments for couples in business. This is part two. If you and your spouse are in business together, you need to listen first to episode 67 and then listen to this one. These 10 rules of conduct, if you apply them, will keep your marriage strong and compound your success in business harmoniously. And if you're married and your spouse isn't in business with you, it might just get them to reconsider joining forces with you after listening to this short miniseries. Are you ready? Let's dig deeper. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This week, it's going to be good. We have prepared something great for you. This is a second part to the Ten Commandments for couples in business, but we kept the best for last. Yeah, we kept the last the last five. Or you thought the first five were good? Just wait till you hear these last five. They're they're, they're really awesome. <laughs> and they're gonna get you guys talking together about all these points for sure. Yeah, you're gonna be discussing. That's for sure. So let's dig in. Number six, thou shalt discuss every business expense. Now I know you men are loving this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think men would love this point, but you know what? There, there's some women who are very good at administration and maybe the guy is off doing like spending, overspending or not discussing yes, purchases. or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I know a few couples like that, but we could do a whole podcast just on that point right there, right? Because right. this is good for your household. It's good for your marriage. It's good for your business. But obviously, if you're in business together, that's something you need to do. And, you know, I think that a lot of men tend to, um, you know, the, the person in the household, the spouse that is better at uh, administrating finances, sometimes will uh, withhold information, will kind of keep some information about that. And I think that, you know, I've experienced this uh, through, through years of marriage. We've been married for 18 years now. I don't withhold anything from you. And uh, that's been, <laughs> that's been, well, that's my point. That's been <laughs> the thing that, you know, most couples fight a lot about. And that's one of the things that the ground rules, thinking along the same lines when it comes to money and how you spend it and what goes for the kids and what goes for the household expenses. What are the priorities? That has been, uh, you know, a challenge in the first few years of our marriage and we got better at it. And I would say that that is really a very important pillar to, to f solidify, to make strong in your marriage. 
uh, even if you're not in business together. But when you're in business together, there's a lot of expenses. You know, do we hire a coach to mentor us? Do we uh, spend a certain amount on marketing? Do we do certain things like the whole money thing where, you know, the, the business needs to thrive and what you need to invest in, what courses you're going to learn, what you're going to implement. Uh, are you going to do any workshops, any seminars? All of those things have to be discussed. And sometimes you're going to agree on a certain mentor or coach. Sometimes you're going to disagree. And that's where you both have to align uh, with where you want to go and the goals that you want to do together and what is best suited for both of you. And sometimes, you know, through our business, there's been times where Sebastian said, you know what? No, I agree. Like, I really see how you do need this and this is a good uh, expense and I really want you to have this. And I felt that he really cared for my needs when he would speak like that because he would take in consideration all the pros and cons and he knows me very well and would know that, you know, yes, this is a good business move for Elizabeth. Sometimes it was a great business move for both of us and other times it was better for each and for one of us separately. Like we both have different strengths. So there's other times that Sebastian said, you know, even like even down to the books that we buy, Sebastian will run them by me and sometimes I'll give my opinion that I agree uh, more or less. And other times I'm like, you know what? No, this makes a lot of sense. Or, uh, you know, this training makes a lot of sense because it does help you in your strength zone. So I'm able to see that and agree because of it. So the bottom line is discuss the bottom line. And, and you know, treat your business like a business. Uh, real businesses have a like a, a, a committees where they discuss the finances and where things are going monthly on a monthly basis. They sit down at a table and they, they have they hold meetings. Well, even if you're just two, you might be more than two in your, in your family business or, or, or business. But if you're just two, if you're just working with your spouse and that's the business, still treat it as a business. It's not because it's not done officially that it shouldn't be discussed officially on an, in an official basis. So in other words, with the respect that you would give a business meeting. Exactly, and I think a lot of this also, um, it's about being open and it's also seeing each other's strengths because chances are you're married, you're probably both very different individuals. So God usually puts two people together that you know complement each other, which means you both have different strengths. And the danger sometimes is that some people don't see that and when it comes to money, sometimes when the person says, well, you know what, for example, my husband writes very well. He's a very good writer. He's very gifted in that area. And so when he told me, you know, I'd like to spend uh, buying a certain course for copywriting skills because I want to perfect myself and I want to do this and do that. And so I could have said, well, we don't really need to spend the money on that because you write very well. You were you know, published by a New York publisher. And so that proves that you know how to write and blah, blah, blah. And I could have just dissed it and said, you know what, why don't we use the money for something else? But I agreed with him because I could see that he wanted to perfect his skill. He wanted to get better at what he's already very good at to become great. And I was able to understand that. So we were uh, aligned together in agreement to spend for that course. So that's just an example that you can use that you can, you know, think about each other's strengths and what you both need to make this business thrive. Because some of you, 
you know, some of you are doing the business side and marketing and, you know, the other spouse is doing the more social, the more business oriented. You don't have the same needs. Yeah. And also, um, it's okay to discuss the details. For example, if you're buying a new printer, your printer broke down and uh, there's a sale and you have a flyer. I, I run this by Elizabeth all the time. When we need to make a new purchase, I say, which one do you think is best? And, and sometimes if it's not an area that she's familiar with, she's going to just going to tell me, I don't care, choose whatever, so long as it prints in color and does this and does that, you know, but other times she's going to like, yeah, give, give, give me her two cents and say, oh, yeah, I kind of like this one for so and so reason, or is that a good brand? And then we're going to do a little shopping online and, and make sure that we're making a, a good purchase. And it's really, it's really funny because even down to the planners. You oh know, my goodness, the, yeah, that the, was a funny thing this year when we bought. Yeah, yeah. so it took him a while yeah. to find a planner that worked for him, as opposed to, you know, what worked for me was not at all the same thing. So yeah. even to that, like, we can't just say, okay, I'm gonna buy a planner and I'll buy two because it'll be just as good for him because he has his own thing, his own, you know, he wants to write his own goals and visions and his declarations and this and that and his own planner and his planner has to suit his needs and I want my planner to do other things. So yeah. <laughs> so even to that, to that, you know, like there's certain things we we basically say, you know what? vision board you know planners you do your thing i'll do my thing absolutely and, and <laughs> it's funny because uh she had uh, she's she's the one who gives direction a lot to the business so she's oftentimes she 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 forges ahead but uh so she had found she went on amazon and found the quote unquote best planners for you sebastian and uh i i i believed her and uh i bought one it was quite uh, steep uh, I think it was $40. So, so I got the planner. I was like, I hate this planner. I mean, it's just, it was perfect for her. Like it was the way she usually operates and it was set up in a way that she likes to, to, for me, I just found it confusing. It was just like a big puzzle. And, uh, I, and I told her about it. I said, so you know what, this planner, do, do you like it? She goes like, yeah, it's a really great planner. I said, do you want it? <laughs> and then I went and purchased the planner that I thought was really, really good for me. And she looked at it and she, she could see why I liked it, but I don't think it would have been her first choice. So that's something that, uh, you know, always respect. In other words, always respect the other's uh, way of doing things. So you can't, it's not a one size fits all stuff. You know, there's stuff that's going to be one size fits all, like a printer. That's okay. You discuss it. You choose on, on a model, but a planner is very personalized and, or a course that's very personalized too. If you have like, like she's mentioned earlier, my, my copywriting course and, and she's had some courses she took on, uh, for her own skills that are necessary to run the business. So obviously I can't go in and say, I don't know, you're not going to take that course. You're going to take that course because she's the one following the course. She chooses the teacher. She um, decides on, on which course fits her needs better. So these things you need to be mindful of. And that brings us to number seven, Sebastian. Thou shalt regularly inquire of the other's pulse. So what does that mean exactly? Well, here's the thing. You're working together you're living together, you're raising perhaps a family together, so you're together a lot. And here's the mistake that can happen when you're together a lot, because when you don't do like other couples do, you don't 
go each your way every morning to go work at a job for eight hours and then come back. So you're together pretty much all the time. And the mistake that ends up happening is, well, I've seen her all day. I don't need to ask her how her day went. She was with me the whole time. But here's the thing. You have different tasks. You have different strengths, like Liz mentions uh, quite a bit. So that keeps you occupied oftentimes on different challenges, different things. And at the end of the day, we don't always verbalize how it went. So to keep your marriage strong and to keep your business strong, it's always good to inquire, to, to keep, basically to keep the, the couple thing going, the marriage thing going in your business. Hey honey, how was your day? It's a simple question and at the end of the day, it makes a huge difference. Number one, it shows you care. Number two, it creates that communication channel in your business, but also in your marriage, because that's with the time when, at the end of the day, you're going to open up to your spouse and say, you know what, today was, uh, it was really bad for me. And the other might be surprised, go like, oh my goodness, I had a tremendous day. This worked well, this worked well. What didn't go, what didn't go well? Tell me about it. So then you're, you're like building that relationship at, at the same time as building your business and problem solving. So it's a really good thing to do. Never assume that because you had a good day and you were with the person that the other person had a good day as well. Yeah, and um, I want to add to this. Uh, oftentimes, Sebastian will say, um, sometimes he'll just say, you know, how was today productive? You know, or uh, did you have, like, did, were there any challenges? I saw that you seemed to, to be, like, you know, distracted. Or um, sometimes he'll just kind of pick up on things and just ask me, did you accomplish, you know, everything you wanted to do today? And then... That kind of gives us like um, a rundown of what went well and what didn't in the day because then we discuss and he'll say, you know, well, this went well or this I had challenges with and then I'll tell him what I had challenges with and sometimes we'll try to solve, uh, help each other out and help give pointers to solve those issues that we might both have or sometimes it's just, you know, one person doing a little more of a certain task. So I have always found that really helpful when he'd asked me that because I felt for one that he cared about what I was doing and um, and he felt that I cared about what he was doing because, you know, there's things that he does that I don't do that um, that I appreciate. And so we, we discuss that or we encourage each other when sometimes, you know, like you said, you know, sometimes it goes well for one, it doesn't go as well for the other. And we try to encourage each other to persevere or to figure out, figure it out. So many times, like he'd say, "You'll figure out. I know you'll you'll figure it I out." I believe in you. <laughs> I, I believe in you. you. Yeah, he loves to say that, and but that encourages me, right? So, so oftentimes I want to figure that thing out, right? And you know what? You have to use your intuition as well. Like when you see the other person has been crying for two hours and hitting their computer, <laughs> that might be a sign they're not having a really good day. So that's a good time to go and inquire, honey, is there anything wrong? <laughs> yeah, and you know, we do have kids, so sometimes, you know, I have to take, obviously take breaks and take care of the kids, and sometimes he's still working, so he misses stuff, and so he has to, you know, come and see what's going on. What do you mean Jason moved out? I don't understand. <laughs> Where did the time go? <laughs> so anyhow... That brings us to number eight. Thou shalt set goals together. Amen. Short-term and long-term goals. Absolutely. So 
we talked about vision in the first uh, episode of those 10 commandments for couples in business but part of the vision is broken down in smaller objectives that are called goals and and no i'm not talking sports here i'm not talking hockey i'm talking setting goals for your business together liz would you like to expand on that liz is the expert expert goal setter in our in our outfit she's really good at that <laughs> so it's based on the law of navigation <laughs> Which, which, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while now, you would know that I'm not very good at. So, the law of navigation, usually there's one of you that is pretty good at that. And so, the law of navigation is basically the person that's able to see long-term goals and kind of sees it in a way that it's kind of mapped out in their head of how they're supposed to proceed to get to a certain goal. So, if you have that ability, it's easier for you to do that. Um, John Maxwell explains it very well in his uh, book, The 21 Laws of Leadership. So if one of you is really good at that, then honestly, the other person should kind of, you know, not, I wouldn't say follow and, and, you know, follow the lead, but I would say, you know, discuss where these goals are going and agree on them together. If you disagree, both talk about it and see what are the short-term goals that you can do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, every quarter, so every three months, what you're heading for, short, like those are like, I would say medium-sized goals, and long-term, you know, uh, six months, one year, and five years where you wanna be with your business, so that you guys are aligned on the direction and know what to implement in your daily method of operation to actually get to those goals. Mm -hmm. So you have to agree on, on these things. And, you know, there might be one of you that's more driven than the other and the other person's more like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stride along kind of personality. So um, that's why it's important to both discuss this so that the person that's a little more driven can direct the person, the other spouse, and lead them gently, but, you know, so that they know where they're going. Yeah. Because sometimes the person that's a little more um, in the dream world, if you want, that's less, um, uh, how should I say this? I don't want to insult anybody. Uh, so, especially me, yeah, I'm listening. No, but I mean like <laughs> the, person <laughs> the personalities are different, right? So sometimes I'm more uh, accelerated, more, you know, passionate let's say about getting to a certain goal no, you can say the word driven that, that's, yeah it, it driven. Mean, like it's not and he's driven by other I'm driven kind of differently goals. i mean yeah. we're not driven by the same thing so exactly so certain things i'll have to talk to him about and say you know what this would be really important for us to hit this goal by then because of this and this reason and you know he'll either agree or disagree and then we'll decide like what's most important and he'll say well i want to do this and this and that and i think this is important and so we we basically set our short-term goals together and our long-term goals so that everything aligns to the vision that we believe our business should be aligned with where we feel that god is calling us right so all that plays in together. So it's really important to open the lines of communication because like I say, some people just, you know, they're not comfortable with that. Like they don't, they have no clue. The law of navigation for them is like, what is that? You know, and they, they don't really think ahead and they don't plan six months in advance because some personalities are like that. They'd rather just live in the moment. 
And when you're dealing with this kind of personality, it's not easy if you have the law of navigation because, and I'm not talking about Sebastian, I'm talking about other people that I've seen. Um, you know, those uh, like, let's say, um, oh, what's the personality I'm looking for? They're very like uh, outgoing and uh, social kind of sanguine. people. Yeah, sanguine kind of personalities. And so they tend to want to live in the moment, live in the now. And they're all like hot tempered and they're excited one moment and then they crash the next. And it's all like up and down, up and down. And so that if you're married to somebody that's very lively like that, that's very social, that's excited about projects, but then they kind of. Uh, deflate quickly they inflate fast they deflate fast the yeah same. exactly that could be difficult for you to kind of lead them towards a certain goal but that's where you need to explain the the long-term vision and you know i've seen um people like that work together and uh what's nice is that when we do discuss about these things together what happens is oftentimes the sanguine the excited personality will kind of see it better uh so it's a good thing and then they'll know what they're working towards so um, it's it's all about understanding each other's personalities and knowing how to use your strengths together. Yeah, and when it comes to, to setting goals, like you, we mentioned earlier, there's long-term goals, there's short-term goals. Um, I remember uh, back in high school, I had a chemistry teacher who was very, very funny, very gifted teacher. He, he wanted to explain to us the size of the atom. And, it, and you know, when you're in high school, you haven't really paid attention to that. It's your first chemistry course, so... He says, okay, I want you guys to close your eyes. So we all close our eyes. He says, picture a grain of sand. He says, now use your powerful mind to break that grain of sand in 10,000 pieces. <clears throat> you got it? And we all say, yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, that's a molecule. <laughs> now take one of those 10,000 pieces. Did you grab it with your mind? Did you keep your eyes closed? Did you grab it? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we got it. Okay, take that molecule and now concentrate, break it down in 10,000 pieces. There's your atom. Now inside the atom, <laughs> we're like, what? Stop. They wanted to show us just how small an atom was. And that's, see, the, the short-term and long-term goals are kind of like that. You got your yearly goals, you got even farther than that. You got the, some people have five-year goals or... or 10, 10 year goals but you got your your monthly like let's say you have a yearly goal for 2020 is coming close so a lot of people are going to set a yearly goal for 2020 but you also have to attain that yearly goal you got to break it down in monthly goals and those monthly goals you got to break them down in weekly activities and your weekly activities you got to break down into daily activities so that's the point i was making with this adam story because <laughs> i think it's the, the goal setting is similar to that yeah, and it's really, really important because because of your different personalities, you know, if you're excited and you're very driven and you're maybe a, a very social person and you're very um, sanguine, uh, short-term goals are what drives you. You want quick wins. Uh, you know, those kind of ter temperaments are not the type of temperaments that get excited long-term. So it's harder for them to persevere to get to the six-month goal. It's too long. It's too far for them to see that that much ahead. So by breaking it down, it gives them something to follow in the now, in the everyday, 
so that at least when they get to the end of the week, they, they hit their weekly goal, they feel good about what they did, and they feel that they accomplished something. Yeah. And that's that's a, a great way to for any temperament, right? To yeah. feel that you accomplished something is to be structured in that. That's really important. Going with the flow with your business, it no. just does not work. No, it, it just doesn't, doesn't work. And, and some days we just want to go with the flow, but that just doesn't... it, it doesn't it's work. not productive it's not productive and it's it, eventually if you go with, with the flow too many days out of the week at the end of the year what you have is no more business exactly exactly and that brings us to number nine thou shalt balance praise and constructive criticism oh dear now that's a big one that's huge because you're married you're together a lot you're in business together and trust me what we call constructive criticism can really take a turn for the nasty real fast on a daily basis. <laughs> and there's a way to give constructive criticism and not destructive criticism. This is very, very important. I mean, and we'll talk about the praise thing later, but I, I first I want to address this. Tempers flare, stuff happens, stress uh, levels go higher, and guess who's right next to you? while that happens. Oftentimes, it's going to be your business partner and we're talking to couples, so it's going to be your spouse. And that's when it can get ugly really fast. Uh, we didn't tell you this, but right before we did this podcast, we had to realign ourselves with those 10 commandments for couples and business because guess what? We had an argument before we started the podcast. I'm just being transparent here. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should say it was interesting. But it was... after. Eventually, we laughed it off, and then we got started. Why? Because we, we saw that this is completely silly, right? We're, we're teaching you guys how to live harmoniously in your business, and here we are doing a podcast on this, and we can't even agree on a thing before we start the podcast. It was just funny. We laughed it off, but it, it, it lasted a good five minutes. So we had to come back in alignment and say, okay, we're not doing this right. That's... Yeah. And I had to apologize a couple of times, and... All was good, right, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's been, honestly, that's been hard for me in the sense that I'm very opinionated. And so what I had to learn was, um, you know, that there's a way to express your opinions and that especially when you're in business together and you're entrepreneurs, you're learning, there's a lot that you're learning, you don't have the same strengths and that that was an eye opener for me, honestly, because being married, not being in a business, we both kind of did our own roles, you know, got to the point where we're comfortable doing our own roles and trusted each other in our own roles and everything. And then when you start business together, then it's like another side of the person shows up that oh, yeah. you didn't know existed. And so, you know, like there's perfectionism, there's this, and, you know, he's perfectionist about certain things, I'm yeah. perfectionist about certain things. And it then, opens up, what you're saying is it opens up a whole new box of annoyances. Exactly. <laughs> and, and well, annoyances, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's important that you see the strengths of those things and yeah. not just the negative side of those things, right? Absolutely. And so that was difficult for me at first because I would kind of like just say well why are you doing it that way like like if there's anything that we do and it's the same thing that we're supposed to do for example like he'll find a different road road to take and i'll take a different road like there's yeah. like very rarely that we'll do, we do, the, the, same thing, way to do the, thing? the same way 
it's always like the result is going to be similar, but we don't take the same road at all. And, and oftentimes there. the first reflex is to look at the other and say, wow, I didn't know such a stupid way of doing that it existed. <laughs> you figured it out. Wonderful. But you can't say that, right? You can't say it like that. You might inquire, hmm, I'm curious, why are you doing it that way? That's a much better way to put it. And so, yeah. And so I was very opinionated by saying, well, I would do it this way. Like, why aren't you doing it this way? Right. And then I just had to, to respect the fact that, you know what? He's not like me and he's going to do things a certain way. And that's okay. And I have to respect those, those differences. And he would say, okay, you're doing it that way. Okay. I'll respect that. And like, you know, and he had to back off and, and so now we kind of like both know each other pretty well because we've been doing this for five years. But at first, the first year when we started out, it was rocky. Like there was a lot of communication because it was like all this learning ground to yeah. learn each other in business was so different yeah. from from how we would do things in normal life. It's kind of like a whole new marriage in a way. Like you see your partner in a different uh, a different aspect of your partner that you didn't even know was there. And uh, it, it's on a daily basis. So you need you need to adapt to that new reality. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that also goes with the visions and dreams that you both have separately, you know, and that's what's important to talk about. Not all couples talk about that. You know, maybe God's put something on your heart that you're aspiring to become or to do. And and you didn't really share that with your wife, for example, or vice versa. And so then you start working together and then you're aspiring to do certain things and then your husband's like uh what's happening here like i didn't know that was important to you like mm -hmm. i didn't know that yeah. you're perfectionist about this like what's your end goal like what why are you doing this like it's important to talk about these things because then when you find out what the person's really th secretly in a way sometimes thriving for you know striving for that god put on their heart a lot of these things their actions start to make more sense of yeah. why it's more important for them to do certain things a certain way like for example my husband's like i said he's a very good writer but for him it's really really important to uh, craft great content that he's proud of and that he's going to be proud of like in 10 years from now and so he puts a lot of pressure on himself to be I guess a perfectionist in what he writes and for me it was like since i'm not a writer I was like well you're good at crafting content just craft content like why does it always have to be so perfect you know and so i didn't understand that aspect of him and until he said you know what it's really really important to me to be known as a good a really good author that's what i pride myself in and it matters to me because that's one of god's strength like strengths that god put in me and I really, that's important to me. I don't want to be one of those, you know, I just created a quick PDF and there's loose ends and there's, you know, not backed up by great content and by scripture and stuff. I don't want to be that person. And so when I understood that, I was like, okay, I respect that sometimes it's going to take longer for him to create a, an opt-in or mm -hmm. for him to create an ebook or something because he wants to make sure that when he gives it to his audience, it's it's really something he's proud of and that he feels like God is saying, wow, this is a good piece. You did a good job. Yeah, and, and here's the part about constructive criticism that's so important. It's always done in respect. We spoke about trust and respect uh, last episode in the first five commandments, but constructive criticism is always grounded in respect. 
Okay. You, you, and oftentimes when we truly don't understand where the other person is coming from or their motivation or why they're doing anything the way they're doing, negative comes out. And you got to always check yourself to make sure that the words that come out of your mouth are loving, kind, and respectful. I mean, yes, it's your spouse and you don't want to uh, develop this familiarity breeds contempt kind of uh, attitude Yeah. Uh, because you're with them a lot more than the normal couple and you don't want to get into that, to fall in that trap. So there's the, the constructive criticism part is super important because it builds up the other instead of tearing him down, him or her down. And another thing that I really want to stress here, okay, when we say in the commandment number nine, balance praise with constructive criticism, a lot of you guys, a lot of our listeners might be thinking, so for every uh, constructive criticism I give, I have to give praise too. That is a wrong optic. And I want to correct that right away. Experts say that if you're going to be a, a good a good leader, a good person, a good coworker to work with, for every constructive criticism you give, you must balance it not with one, one, one word of praise, but with three to five praises. So that's the balance we're talking about. So for every constructive criticism, there has to have been three to five things that you told your spouse that day that were uplifting, encouraging, kind, compl uh, compliment, so that when that, that time to do this constructive criticism comes, they can receive it gladly and maybe uh, adapt, change their way and, and say, you know what? Yeah, I'll consider that. That makes sense or whatever. They'll receive it so much better. So don't make the mistake of saying, for everyone. So I, I told him a compliment earlier this morning. Now, now I can criticize. I can, I can, no, that's not the way it works. Not at all. Yeah, I think that's a really uh, great rule. We don't always think to, to apply it um, in our daily basis. But you know, there are things that you do appreciate that you just don't comment on. But yeah, that, if, that, that if you were talking to your best friend about the things you like about your husband or your, or your wife working with them, you would automatically say over coffee. And yet sometimes you won't say it on a daily basis to that person. And because you kind of take for granted that the person's always there and that, you know, they're like, they, they know this about you, that you care, but they don't like, they need to be reassured. And especially as entrepreneurs, and if you're in the online space, I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen. We get criticized sometimes, you know, for content creation or all kinds of different things happen, or maybe it's just learning curves and the person doesn't always feel like they're the smartest person to be learning a certain thing. And they feel like, you know, it's longer for them to learn a certain thing or whatever it may be everybody has their own challenges. But by giving this positive praise, that really helps the person build their confidence and say, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what I'm going through right now. My husband or my wife thinks this of me and it, it helps mentally yeah. the person to be feel stronger about themselves. And you bring a really good point. Whatever praise you would have for a coworker in a business environment that is not your spouse, if it were someone on your team or whatever, don't hold it back because it's your spouse. Yeah. Uh, if it's sincere praise, just give it out. That's that's. That's a wonderful thing. I mean, if you're working together, just give it out the sincere. And it cannot. It doesn't have to be complex. It can just be, wow, I like what you did with that graphic, or uh, you know, a nice job today on the 
on editing the podcast or whatever it is that, that you did. I, I, when you, you had a great when attitude. You closed, when you closed that person for, for our, our, our business, I love how the way you approached them or did it. Yeah. So whatever it is, just say it. It's positive. It's going to be good. Say it. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And sometimes we, we tend to think, oh, I'll tell them later about this, but we tend to forget. So it's good, to, like he says, to mention it in the now, you yeah. know, uh, different things that you see. Sometimes it's just small little things that you see about, I commend you, you know, that was awesome how you dealt with that person. I wouldn't have been that patient or whatnot, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, and I have said pointing that, out those I have strengths. said that quite a few times. I remember <laughs> <laughs> she's patient more than I am with, with other people. So Yeah, and the last thing I want to say about this point is um, also to say you're sorry because if you, yeah. um, you know, and I've, I've had to do that, he's had to do that. Sometimes we speak too fast. We say a certain thing. It didn't come out the right way. So I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. It's a very good phrase to use. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. I, I meant mean, to I say... I didn't mean you're an idiot. What I meant was, <laughs> that was an idiotic thing to do. Maybe you should have thought it differently. No, not like that. But I mean like, you know, sorry. Um, I shouldn't have said it that way. That it came across wrong and I didn't want to hurt your feelings. What I meant yeah. to say was blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, the person, sometimes we do say like we put a foot in our mouth. We're too comfortable with each other because we're all the time together. And we don't realize that sometimes things can come across a certain way if we're too fast to speak. So it's important to say you're sorry. And that's a rule of marriage like... You yeah. know, whether you're in business or not, it's really important. But I think it's more touchy when you're in business together because um, I guess secretly we both want to be esteemed by each other and uh, appreciated in that way and seen as, you know, good workers or good co-workers or a good, a good person that's doing the best that they can. So I guess it hits home more when it comes from your spouse than from some Joe Blow on the on the internet that comments on your stuff that you don't really care about, you don't even know this person, right? Like it matters more what your spouse thinks of you because you're in a relationship together and you love each other. So that's where you have to say you're sorry and you know, obviously um, be uh, adult about this. So that brings us to number 10. Thou shall come in agreement together in prayer. Yeah, well, this is a Christian show, and we teach kingdom. We teach uh, entrepreneurs to have God involved in their business. So obviously, on the list of the Ten Commandments for Couples in Business, we take it from a Christian perspective. And number 10 seals the deal for me. I mean, this is crucial. It's essential to, be, to come in agreement, basically. Uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew, Chapter 18, verse 19, Jesus says this, Truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is an extremely powerful verse that Jesus gave us when he said that. And it needs to be an integral part of your business, of how you do business together as a couple. It wasn't always like this for us. And, and, and honestly, we have grown tremendously, spiritually speaking, in business by applying this principle of declarations together in the morning, prayer together in the morning before we start the day, 
uh, but it wasn't always like this and and oftentimes we neglected it and guess what the the effects of neglect when it comes to that component are felt very very fast in your business because the devil's gonna attack your business haters are gonna attack your business events are gonna attack your business the daily routines gonna attack your business your own um, your own sinful nature is going to attack your business. So in other words, your attitude is going to attack your business. The attacks will come from everywhere. And if you don't strengthen yourselves together in prayer uh, and come in agreement on what needs to get done, what you desire together for that business, uh, you're, you're going to fall prey to all the list, the long list I just gave uh, prior as I was speaking. So coming together in agreement is a powerful thing that you're going to be doing as a Christian couple in business. Yeah, and I want you to reread that verse because there's there's tremendous power in that and God is basically saying, look, if you know, I will be part of what it, what it is you're praying for that you're agreeing for. I'm there for you. I'm there for your business. I'm there for you as a couple. If you both care enough to ask this in my name, I'll be there and I'll and I'll bless you. So this is really important that you do this together, that you come in agreement and pray because there's always needs for the business. There's always uh, needs for your couple, for your marriage, for your family. And this is a rule to apply for your family at, at all times to pray together and in agreement. There's a lot of power in that. And sometimes like, you know, we would kind of you know, because I'm more of a night bird, he's more of a morning bird. Sometimes we would pray kind of separately when it was convenient for both of us differently. And uh, we realized that that wasn't strengthening us. We were stronger together yeah. when we took that time together in the mornings um, and, and did those declarations and, and did prayed for our business, prayed for our family. And there was a lot of power in that and protected us for, from, uh, you know, the spiritual... Uh, things that can happen that can try to uh, hinder your business and hinder your your daily walk with God in your daily life. And and obviously, I could do we could do a whole podcast on this tiny verse because it's so it's it's it's, it's packed with dynamite. Uh, Jesus says, "If two of you agree about anything, they ask for." Notice that word, anything. That is so vast. See. Christians oftentimes think we're going to pray, but only in a quote-unquote biblical way. I'm, I'm not going to pray, for example, for that new car because that's materialistic. Or more money. Or to more pay money. For more marketing. Or, or, yeah, or, or something that seems out of our daily needs. Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable. And yet Jesus says anything. Why? Because guess what? My kids can come and ask me anything. It doesn't mean I'm going to say yes to everything they ask, but they can come and ask me about anything. Yeah. We have that open relationship. And guess what? You're God's kids. So you can ask your father anything, and he hears you. And if you're in agreement, well, we won't get into the whole theology of that, but the, the, the power behind the agreement being seals the deal, bound together in that prayer exactly you just said it it seals the deal and it, it just makes it's a tremendously powerful thing to know as a believer your authority and to know how your authority is even greater together exactly and you know god 
united you as a couple and he brought you two together and two are stronger than one and especially with God present uh, it makes you a, a strong force and so it's important that you act that way that you come in agreement and and you know it's funny because you know whether like when you look at the president and you know everybody that's involved to pray for the president and all that like they do that they come in agreement and they pray together for the nation for different things and so sometimes like we'll think of praying you know on our own or as a couple um you know for our kids like a lot of christians do that but they don't think of applying this in this way for their business mm -hmm. and so it's really important to to be able to pray for the needs for your business and for um for both of you you know what 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 you need and what i need may be different and so to come in agreement to pray for that there's a lot of power there because like I said, you might be, you know, aspiring to a certain vision to come to pass or a certain thing that God put on your heart. It's good to pray about that. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, well, God knows what I need. God knows that I need more money. God knows that I need. But you need to pray about it. You need to ask God. Specifically. Specifically, you need to verbalize it. And you also need to praise God. You need yeah. to come in agreement and praise God together and thank God for all the things that you don't even see. The protection that he gives your children, the protection that you have, um, you know, every time he intervenes for you, every time that angels protect you when you're on the road, you know, there's so many things that you can praise God, even in the unseen, and to thank him for your health, thank him for your spouse's health, thank him for your children's health, you know, and, and we tend to focus on just the scene, what we see in the immediate, yeah. and we don't focus on praising him for the unseen and for all the things that he does for us that we've been praying for and that we just, you know, you pray for God's protection every night, for example, but you don't know how many accidents he saved you from. Well, praise him, thank him, because you know he did. Yeah. He did He did it. And even if you didn't see it in the natural, you know that he's he's going to keep his word and that he he did do it and he did put angels to protect you even when you didn't see it you know how many times there i've taken the road and sometimes i was slower to take the road for whatever reason that i stopped in my tracks sometimes it's just you know answering a phone call in my car or something and then next thing i know i'm on the road and like you know five minutes before i would have gotten there there was a big accident that yeah. god saved me from yeah. you know so many of these things happen that we should be praising God and thanking God all the time. There's always a reason to thank God, and there's a lot of power in that. To yeah. praise God also in advance for what you both ask. So sometimes what we do is we ask for a certain thing, and we praise God the next day for that thing that we know that's coming, that He's going to answer. So we're praising Him in advance because we know, we believe by faith He's going to accomplish it. Yeah, and when, when you pray in faith, uh, let's say one day, the next a mistake many Christians make is the next day they ask for the same thing again. And we, we addressed that in a previous podcast called uh, The Myth of Repetitive Prayer. Yeah. Uh, but when you have that, that guess, I guess that unfaithful reflex, which can happen, like even if you prayed in, in super faith, the devil can come in and plant seeds of doubt the next day. And when you have that seeds of doubt, oftentimes your reflex will be like, oh, I'm going to pray again for that same thing. Well, now you're going to cancel it out. So you, you should all, always have the reflex to replace that with praise instead. So Lord, yesterday I, I prayed for so-and-so or for such-and-such. 
I thank you that this is actually working and that you're working on my behalf to make it happen. Thank you so much. That's th that's what you need to do when that, those seeds of doubt arise in your heart. Anyway, we're not doing an episode on prayer. It was all to make a point about the importance and the power behind coming in agreement together in prayer as a couple, as business partners, and as believers. Absolutely. So we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Share it with other believers. This is going to help many, many couples, uh, whether they're in business or not. These principles apply to marriage, basically. And uh, even another point that I would say, you know, the praise and constructive criticism, number nine, is a really good principle to apply when he says, you know, praise three times more than you do criticize. Three to five times more. When we talk about our kids, uh, for those of you listening that have a family, that have children, this is a really good rule to apply for your kids because um, we've noticed too, you know, sometimes things are a little unbalanced and, you know, one of our kids is a little more of a rebel, so we tend to criticize a little more. And so we've noticed that when we do practice that, when we praise a lot more, that that kid will have a lot more wind to please us. Yeah. And uh, will excel a lot more, and and you know have better uh, better results, better character, better uh, results in school. And so I encourage you to try to practice that with your children as well. Yeah, because your praise can become some uh, prophetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Another thing I wanted to say is it's ten commandments, but if we had to have eleven, and which this is not the case, but if it is, if I could add just one more thing, through it all. As you do business together, it's very important to keep a sense of humor. I think our sense of humor together, me and Elizabeth, has saved us from <laughs> many fights throughout the years. Uh, when one of us takes himself or herself too seriously and the other one comes in, cracks a joke, it always helps to get through the day. Yeah, and um, I would add to that, you know, this... <laughs> The sense of humor too sometimes you know we'd say when we're going through difficult times you know for some of you maybe you're just starting your business and things aren't looking the way you want them to sometimes or things to happen in life and sometimes we'll just kind of laugh and say oh well this is going to make for a great story someday exactly. i could just see you talking on stage talking about this someday and we kind of laugh about it but it, it it's true you know everything you're going through right now in your business or in your marriage and all that is part of your story and it's all going to uplift some people someday and help others so think of it as you know this is all part of the plan it's all part of the story it's part of the journey and to kind of you know laugh it out and watch comedy videos sometimes if you need to take a break um you know on a friday night and just laugh together and have fun together because it's what keeps you mentally sane absolutely <laughs> So be blessed and thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 